December 18th, if we are to experience permanent recovery from compulsive eating, we will have to repeat day after day the actions that have already brought us so much healing. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous, page 83. There are those gray, bleak days when I don't feel like doing what I need to do to recover. I'm tired of the effort. I want to give up, but I stop and reflect. If I quit making an effort, I'll slide backwards, and backwards for me means only one thing, the hell of compulsive overeating and all the accompanying mental, physical, and spiritual anguish it brings. So I pray for the willingness to do whatever my higher power nudges me to do, then I get my body in motion and do it. I may need to make amends, spend time with my children, be honest with someone, carry out a responsibility, get to a meeting, make a phone call, read, write, or give service. And then once again, I experience the healing and recovery that taking action on the 12 steps always brings. I, I'm Ed, I'm recovering bulimic and a compulsive overeater. I'm here, but I'm a bit foggy. And I'm a bit foggy because I've I've stretched my own liberal definition of what is abstinence for me as a compulsive overeater. Um, I remember when I was in treatment at a place where compulsive eating was handled clinically, you were not allowed to have a non-abstinent format, even for things like hot beverages or uh, uh, not sweet, but approved treats like apples or something at the end of the day. And I had a, a, a very abstinent meal with a friend, but allowed myself to slip when it came to the desserts at this buffet. Um, and I felt, you know, like, okay, it was a planned binge, but it's a super slip. And as I drove home, I noticed the effect of the sugar on me. I was distracted. I wasn't angry. I didn't have any road rage in the hour drive home from visiting my friend. Yet I made a wrong turn on the expressway coming into Miami and drove half an hour out of my way around the city, getting into an express lane I couldn't get out of. And that took a lot of higher power control. When I got home, took my blood pressure and stuff, that was a little elevated. And I had to lay down. I was foggy. Um, you know, now an hour and a half on the road after an hour and a half of eating, after an hour to go up there and my little gesture out to go be social cost me a lot of feeling good for the afternoon and uh, not worth it not worth it is the big conclusion and i notice when you're trying to be abstinent how much your friends don't get it or you can notice when they're not being abstinent with whatever their choice is and that's doing somebody else's inventory and i don't like that about myself but my buddy I met with talked about the hangover he had this morning. And I even made a comment to him when I called him up to talk about eating together about, listen, I know you're going to go drinking later. So before you go drinking, what were you planning on eating in the afternoon or day? And so this became a planned, you know, eating example from somebody that's I'm codependent with a younger man. That's a good friend, like a protege. And yet I can already see signs in him of, picking up on bad habits that are like, he's got nothing else better to do socially, but go out, find somebody to drink with. Like I went out to overeat with. 
I'm not going to sit and beat myself up about what it did to me chemically and dietetically. I just know I didn't feel good. I don't feel good right now, but I know I feel a heck of a lot better coming into meeting number two. Uh, meeting number one was a, a speaker talking about her relapse and how she had had an incomplete recovery. Well, I feel like I've got, uh, let's see, what's the word I wrote down for myself? Um, semi-abstinence, <laughs> like like the incomplete recovery of, of not really uh, adhering to this you know, in all aspects of my life. Um, I, I, I don't say I'm that often, so I clearly am foggy. And I can recognize that the fogginess is there. I recognize that I kicked myself with yet another stimulant to have a very high-powered triple cup of coffee. Okay? So this is skating on abstinence. And... I'll call it progress, not perfection, to acknowledge it. And we know it's an insidious disease. And the part of me that's here in the room, there was part of me that was clearly in the other room with the disease doing the push-ups. And separating myself from the two is a daily battle that I have to remember because this is a disease. And this is a drug of choice. And I can slip very easily between drugs of choice. And that's, you know, not just the multi-fellowships, but multi-stimulations, whether it be the glass of wine in the fridge that is same tastes particularly sweet now that I've gone so long with cutting back on sugars, that I drink a small glass of wine and I get quite the rush. Very easy to trade off. Or the, the, or the medical marijuana, which I have cut back from four, you know, a day to whatever a day for true anxiety because I have a counter reaction to antidepressants, they started to make me suicidal and I've been off of them for four years. So I have to find ways to control myself and it still seems you need substances or you don't. Like this morning when I went out with my dogs and we enjoyed the fresh air. And my first meeting today, and I'm gonna wrap up and I'm gonna give myself one more minute. And my first meeting of the day as I usually find myself at seven or eight or nine in the morning, uh, East Coast with ladies, where it'll be me and, you know, nine ladies, 10 ladies, a dozen ladies. And the conversation was turning to, um, oh gosh, it was, it, you know, whatever the topic was, it just felt like we could get the serotonin elsewhere without the substances, that there were other things we could do between watering plants and enjoying the day or saying a prayer or cuddling with my two fur animals or whatever I need to do that could be the jolt instead of whatever sugary thing I'm going to give to myself that's going to make me feel like crap. So I'll, I'll feel a little less like crap now for having acknowledged all this. I'm not on a day count. I've been doing well for long enough that I'm glad for a day where I didn't binge any further than I've done and come right back to a couple of meetings and try to get back on it. So thanks for sharing with me uh, uh, this story of, of my, my slippery day. And um, I'll turn over the floor now to Moon.